In a moment, I will hand over to Mr Farrell, as this week we have a special broadcast celebrating the superb performances of this year's Upper Sixth IB Music Class, who have put together this evening's concert for us. Amy Gardier, Oscar Farrell and Nicholas Lau will be sharing some of their hard work this year, and you will be hearing accompaniments from Mr Sean Farrell and Mr Marco Fatacenti. Over to the concert room now, and Mr Farrell. Hello. This is Mr Farrell and I'm here to welcome you to the concert room at Wellington College for this evening's Monday concert. Though it's fair to say that if you were here you wouldn't recognise the concert room piled high as it is with the contents of virtually every other room in the music school as the opportunity is taken to decorate and make sure that the music school is more welcoming than ever when we are all finally back together. During the pandemic as you all know, music has carried on at Wellington and the Upper Sixth Leavers from the IB Music course wanted to give one final performance. So they will be introducing six pieces that they recorded as part of their IB course earlier this year. And this is their swan song, a Leavers recital, if you like. We hope you enjoy it. Sure in This Shining Night from Barber's Four Songs Song Cycle is largely considered to be one of his most famous vocal works. Barber was an American composer born in 1910 in Pennsylvania. From the age of nine, he knew he wanted to be a composer and he attempted to write his first opera when he was only 10. At 28, he had written his iconic Adagio for Strings. His compositions are distinctively crafted, built in the romantic style, lyrical yet rhythmically complex and harmonically rich. My favourite aspect of this piece is how expressive it is. Lyrically and melodically, the lines flow seamlessly and I enjoy working to fill the performance with emotion. The range of the piece also made it dramatic and romantic and the way that the piano and voice weave together is beautiful and simple. It's the simplicity and balance that I love most about this piece.
Fear No More, The Heat of the Sun comes from Gerald Finzi's song cycle, Lettuce Garlands Bring, which was finished in 1942 and is a setting of five songs from Shakespeare's plays. The cycle was premiered on Ralph Vaughan Williams' 70th birthday, a longtime friend of Finzi's, and the work is dedicated to him. Born in London at the start of the 20th century, Finzi spent many of his teen years in Yorkshire during the First World War and studied with Edward Bairstow at Yorkminster. After the war, he returned south and remained there, in London, composing and interacting with other notable English composers, such as Holst and Bliss, until his marriage when he moved to Berkshire, where, during the Second World War, he housed German and Czech refugees in his home as a worker for the MOD Transport Department. He continued to receive noteworthy commissions from his home there, such as Lo the Full Final Sacrifice, until he died of Hodgkin's disease in September 1956. Perhaps one of his better-known secular works, Let Us Garland's Bring sees five of Shakespeare's songs from different plays brought together into a singular song cycle. Fear No More, The Heat of the Sun is the slowest and most pensive song from this cycle, and I found an appreciation for its complex but satisfying harmonies, but also its flowing, steady melodies. The text comes from Cymbeline, a tragedy which tells the story, based on legend, of the ancient Celtic king of the same name.
The Allegro is part of George Philip Telemann's Viola Concerto in D, which is among his most famous works. It was composed circa 1716 to 1721, meaning it was quintessentially Baroque. Despite the piano accompaniment, it was originally written for a small string ensemble and harpsichord, accompanying the viola soloist. Featuring a distinctive syncopated melody used throughout the piece, along with interesting melodic interplay between the accompaniment and viola. It has grown to be one of my favorite pieces.
Crucifixus is part of Rossini's Petit Mess Solnel, which translates from French into Little Solemn Mass. Ironic, because it's neither little nor solemn. It was written in 1863 and was the last work that Rossini wrote. It was originally scored for 12 singers, four of them soloists, two pianos and a harmonium. It was first performed in 1864 in Paris. Soon after this, it was arranged as an orchestral mass, which was performed three months after Rossini's death in 1869. Petit Mess Solnel was written 34 years after any other large-scale opera Rossini had composed. He called it a péché de vieillesse, which translates into sins of old age, because at this stage in his life, Rossini was writing for pleasure rather than commission. I think this is clear in the daring creativity of the mass. It's quite dissimilar to any of his previous operas. And I think this is because it's more personal to the composer himself. The reception of the work was mostly divided, but music critic Filippo Filippi said, Rossini has outdone himself because no one can say what prevails science and inspiration. Personally, I agree. Crucifixus is the one vocal piece that I have spent the most time working on and have enjoyed the most. I found it inspiring to perform and full of emotion. The chromatic lines and grand build of the piece secures it firmly as my favourite.
The song Loveliest of Trees is taken from George Butterworth's song cycle A Shropshire Lad, which is a setting of six poems from A.E. Houseman's work of the same name. Houseman's poems were first published in 1896, but Butterworth's cycle was not composed until 1911, just five years before he would be killed in action at the Battle of the Somme in Pozières, France, during the First World War. Certainly Butterworth's most famous work, the Shropshire Lad song cycle has an eerie tone throughout, which is accentuated by the contemplative words to which it is set. In this particular song, the narrator considers a cherry tree in blossom, whilst also considering how he is ageing and won't stay young forever. When first preparing this piece, I spent time with one of the foremost English song performers in the country, which helped me to tackle the challenging pace of this song. As a song, it's easy to appreciate Butterworth's clever use of melody and drama in the music to emphasise the pinnacle points of each verse, occasionally finishing vocal phrases without complete resolution and allowing the piano to make the phrase sound complete.
Rush, meaning quick, was part of four character pieces composed by Robert Schumann during the Romantic period, collectively called Märchenbilder, or fairy tale pictures. Succeeding the Liebhaft, or lively, piece, Rush is aggressive and perhaps the most captivating of the four pieces, considering its seemingly unending stream of semi-quaver passages. Sources say that this piece depicts Rumpelstiltskin, a German fairy tale character dancing with fairies outside his house, a far cry from the Langsam, or slowly, piece, after which depicts Sleeping Beauty. It remains to be one of the most difficult pieces in my repertoire.